Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 22nd of March, the 81st day of 2021, affording us 284 days until 2022. Today in 1630, Massachusetts Bay Colony, inhabited almost entirely by Puritan immigrants from England, outlawed the possession of cards, dice, and gaming tables. Today in 1972, having been passed by the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives, the Equal Rights Amendment, proposed as the 27th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, was sent to the states for ratification. Within the first year, the ERA received 22 of the 38 state ratifications, but by the time the seven-year deadline was reached in 1979, the ERA remained shy of the necessary number of votes, prompting advocates to appeal to Congress to grant an extension, which it did, extending to June 30, 1982, though even by then the ERA still lacked three votes. So two weeks later, the amendment was reintroduced in Congress and has been introduced before every session since as the movement to ratify continues. Today, 101 years ago, William Henry Welsh, a famous pathologist from Johns Hopkins, had been studying the virus responsible for the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 to 1920 and was concerned that while the outbreak appeared to be ebbing, experts were continuing to not truly understand the underlying cause of the disease. Recently, Howard Markell, a physician and medical historian at the University of Michigan, said this about 21st century, about our 21st century version of the plague, quote, the operative word in this particular pandemic is novel coronavirus. We're learning as we go along, but we really don't know that much. This past week, one of the dormitories on the UMaine campus had a COVID outbreak after a couple of students, who had tested positive a few days earlier, neglected to quarantine themselves, so that instead the entire dorm was soon in lockdown. The moral of that story is, after months of carefully maintaining protocol, including the now standard physical distancing, wearing of masks, attention to hygiene, and weekly testing of all students and employees spending any time on campus, that despite all those measures, a breach can easily occur. Moreover, because the general workings of the United States vaccination program are not exactly those of a fine Swiss watch, we have yet to achieve real assurance that the virus is not indeed still staying ahead of the vaccine. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had approached 122 million, an increase of at least 3.2 million cases globally since the week before. And along with the escalation globally of those confirmed cases, 2.7 million inhabitants of planet Earth have died due to COVID. For us here in the U.S., with 4% of the world's population, we have had 25% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and 20% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. In other words, we're now at 30 million cases since the beginning of the pandemic and 540,000 deaths. Right behind us in confirmed cases are Brazil with 11.8 million cases, India with 11.6 million cases, Russia with 4.4 million cases, the UK with 4.3 million cases, France also with 4.3 million cases, 
just 50,000 fewer than the UK. And Italy in seventh place with 3.4 million cases, having displaced Spain this past week. Obviously, we're not out of the woods yet. After us, COVID fatality rankings from second through fourth place are Brazil, Mexico, and India. Tonight, high in the sky to the south, our waxing moon moves inside a large hexagonal arrangement, or asterism, of stars known as the Winter Circle, composed, working clockwise, of Aldebaran, Rigel, Sirius, Procyon, Pollux, and Castor. Below the moon and along, also inside the hexagon, is Betelgeuse. And this weekend, we'll have the first full moon of spring, known as the Worm Moon, the Crow Moon, and the Sap Moon, while also as 2022's fourth closest full moon is called a supermoon. Today, in 1887, in New York City, Taylor Sam Marks and his wife Minnie had their first child, naming him Leonard, and allowing him to attend the Penny Annie poker games Sam hosted in their tenement household. Soon young Leonard, was, young Leonard was pawning possessions to stay in the games where he would use his natural mathematical abilities to calculate odds. Leonard was also good at mimicking the many ethnic accents of New York, where he used that ability to keep from being beaten up. Before long, the Marxes would bring four more sons, each extraordinary in his own way, into the world. Their names were Adolf, who would become Harpo, Julius, who would become Groucho, Milton, who would become Gumo, and Herbert, who would become Zeppo. And Leonard was named Chico. Today is also the birthday of Flemish-English painter Anthony Van Dyck in 1599, of American novelist Louis L'Amour in 1908, of American actor Karl Malden in 1914, of German-American actor Werner Klemperer in 1920, of French mime Marcel Marceau in 1923, of American minister and religious broadcaster Pat Robertson in 1930, of Canadian actor William Shatner in 1931, of English composer Andrew Lloyd Webber in 1948, of American sports broadcaster Bob Costas in 1952, of Swedish actress Lena Olin in 1955, and of American actress Reese Witherspoon in 1976. From our own domain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the long-awaited first official week of spring. We made it.